0: Hey, everybody, it's Stephen Chelsea Scott with Come Follow Me. Hi, you guys. Welcome to today's lesson. Today's lesson is a disciple's journey. We're doing Jeremiah 1 through 3, 7, 16 through 18, and 20. And we are October the 10th through the 16th.
1: So, again, welcome, you guys. We love you. We appreciate you. Of course, we love your comments. We read them every week, every single one. We love it when you share. We love it when you help with this class as we learn together. So, welcome.
0: Guys, we're gonna take a little brief little moment and I'm gonna have a little team talk, okay? There's a comment that was made last week and it went something like this. It says, I I enjoy your channel but not the chit chat, like get to the stuff. Can I I just bring you down and can I teach you something right now? Whether you're teaching come follow me um, in a classroom or with your family or in another setting, we do not chit chat just to chit chat. Here's what I want you to remember. When content becomes more important than connection, we're doing it wrong. I'll repeat that again. When content becomes more important than connection, we are teaching wrong. That is not the Savior's way. Jesus Christ did not go and all of a sudden just content, 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 and then made connection. He made connection first, and then he taught the doctrine. So in seminary for years and years and years, kids would come in and they'd be like, oh, you haven't started class yet? And I was like, I start class when you walk through the door. Like as soon as you come into the building. Now we might not have prayed yet, but the class has begun. So as you guys are watching us, we are modeling come follow me, and this would be how you can do it in your classroom. People don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So in all of these things, the fist bumps, the high fives, the dad jokes, I got them all today, by the way, on purpose. okay? (laughs) Because of this, the connection that we have with you, and you know we love you, I'm not doing this because I want to just stand in front of a camera and do this. I really want to connect with you and have us connect up to God. Okay, did I miss anything?
1: Um, I think you were saying also it's really effective because when you're when you're modeling really good teaching in a classroom, right? you don't wanna just be pushing through a bunch of content. right? You wanna really connect with a class and have people feeling the spirit. right? So it's
0: not like, oh, guys, that's a great comment, but we got more to do. Hold on, back up. You'll notice that we don't teach everything in the Come Follow Me manual. It would be impossible and it wouldn't be good
1: mm-hmm. for
0: us to do. So just recognize that as we go today. All right. Now, we're going to we're just going to we're going to now spread that with a dad joke. All right? You guys ready for this one? What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet?
1: Supplies. <laughs> Good yeah, that one was ter- wasn't terrible. All
0: right. We have a couple shout-outs.
1: We do to Jocelyn and Amador. Suryo? Yeah.
0: That was one of the comments from last week. He said, "Can you please put the the title was like Suryanite?
1: Suryanite. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the
0: 1965. And you need so, to put
1: where you're from. I want to hear where you're from. I because yeah, like, you where is
0: a We appreciate you. Here's your fist bump boom, and your high five.
1: And your heart. Thank you.
0: All right, guys. Grab your journals, your scriptures, and your scripture markers. It's time for us to connect up. We are going to go. And just as a reminder, you can go to thestevescott.com. Go to the download section. Click download and you're gonna find a screenshot and a download for today's lesson. It may prompt you and it will prompt you to put in your name and your email address and that's just to be able to help us, okay? It's just, it's just a way to help us so that we can email out um, any of the handouts or the links to the videos and it's just for good stuff because you're part of our family. All right, guys, today, how many of you are like, hallelujah, we're in Jeremiah? <laughs> <laughs> How many guys there? Like we made it through Isaiah. How many of you guys had like an Isaiah party? We did it. We now, did. Now we're in Jeremiah. Uh, or is it Jeremiah? Ah, we're going to walk through that today. And today's lesson is called a disciple's journey. You might get into Jeremiah and go, this sounds almost exactly the same <laughs> as every other book of Scripture it's we so have interesting. read.
1: Interesting. It's kind of like there's this pattern that keeps going around. You know what I'm saying?
0: So here's what happens. For yeah. some of you guys who have not read the Old Testament in any degree of consistency, you're going to notice right away, this sounds a lot like Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David. <laughs> it sounds like all Hezekiah, it, Isaiah. It sounds like all of them very similarly put into the book of Jeremiah. Does it right? Am I right or am I right? Mm -hmm. Didn't we notice that right away?
1: And I had a download because I was thinking how cool it was, how amazing it was, like the, the Lord's pattern, you know, like there's one in the scriptures, and how he brings out prophets, right? There's always a prophet that's leading the people and calling them to do these things, to repent, to turn to Christ, like always. It continues again and again and again throughout history, and it's happening today.
0: So here is the, a disciple's journey, and it follows the same path. Every prophet in the Old Testament has followed this journey, and likewise, every one of us will follow this journey. So I'm gonna just take you step by step by step by step to show you what the book of Jeremiah shows us. Now you'll notice that some of the scriptures we use today were not in the reading, so you'll be like, That wasn't in the reading. I know. A little bit of extra credit (laughs) But they were
1: missing it. We needed to put it in. A little extra
0: credit work for you today. In the beginning of all of our disciples' journey comes a call. And the call came to Jeremiah. If you turn into the very first part of Jeremiah, Jeremiah gets called as a prophet. And all the callings come and he just gets called and then he questions. Have you noticed this in the pattern of, of the disciples' journey? The call comes and then there's a question. All right, turn to Jeremiah chapter one, verse six. Do you wanna read that?
1: Mm-hmm. So this says, then said I, ah Lord God, cause there's a little bit before here, but we added it here, we'll get to that in a second. But then said I, ah Lord God, behold, I cannot speak for I am a child. So when, when we receive the call, if you think about this in your journey of life, that call, and how many examples have we had or even feel, feeling inside of yourself like, I, I'm like so not qualified for this call. <laughs> like, I'm just a child, for I am a child. Like, I don't know, I don't have the wisdom and knowledge experience that this would require for me to actually be able to do a good job. Like, there's so much there, but that usually comes right after the call.
0: It's like, I like the word when it says, and I said, uh, uh. uh I always think of like, uh, like, are you sure it's me? Think back on all the prophets, Nephi, Moses, Abraham. They're like,
1: um, are you sure you got the right guy? So have you ever received a call that you've thought this? I want you to write it down. Share that with us. Welcome
0: to the good club. Now, when that happens, and part of the journey comes into mentorship, and this is where God teaches his disciples on why. Okay, so go to verse five. And how? <laughs> go to verse five. This is the part where the Lord brings him in close. Kind of like, Come here for a second. Let me help you understand. So in verse 5, he says, Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou comest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. And the Lord gives this reassurance to Jeremiah and says, I've known you for a long time, brother. And I know what you're capable of. And I know you're a child. And I know you don't feel adequate enough. But I formed you. I knew you. And how would that feel? So the Lord, how does the Lord do that to us? He gives us like patriarchal blessings or blessings. Or you connect and the Spirit whispers and goes, Don't you remember? And you're like, I know, but I still don't feel totally adequate. And so the Lord gives another spot. Go to verse, will you read seven to nine?
1: Yes. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send thee. And whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee, saith the Lord. So on that journey, you know, we have those like, oh, like, how, how am I going to do this? This is going to be really, really hard. And it might not be so hard. It might be kind of hard, whatever it is. But he's saying, I will be with thee.
0: Will you, look, will you read verse 9?
1: Yes, then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth and the Lord said unto me behold I have put my words in thy mouth. I will put my words in your mouth So you get to that place and you're like, I don't know what I'm gonna say Um, I'm inadequate and he's like just Open your mouth. I will put the words in there. Don't get all caught up caught up in your head stay in your heart and trust me that I will fill your mouth with the words that you need to say.
0: I know Jesus wouldn't say this, and I know God wouldn't say this, but it's in essence they say, I got you, all right? I just think that (laughs) that would be, I got you, don't worry. I got your back. These are really important things. Have you noticed this pattern in your life and in all the other prophets? I mean, how many cross references could we put to these two things? I mean, all kinds, but then the Lord shares his purpose and his message with Jeremiah and with all the prophets. He shares it. Now, of course, this is not all, okay? As you read the book of Jeremiah, you're going to add to this. You're going to add it. You're going to read other scriptures and you're going to go, oh my goodness, that's the purpose and the message for Jeremiah. Oh my goodness, that's the purpose and the... But we're we're only going to share three, okay? So don't really hyperventilate on it but there, there's be more i'm actually giving you a chance in your scriptures to go ooh, there's more where do i find that okay yes. so let's go we're just going to stay in one for a second and let's go to verse 15. Mm-hmm. okay for lo i will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north saith the lord and they shall come and they shall set everyone his throne at the entering of the gates of jerusalem and against all the walls thereof round about and against all the cities of Judah. And you might think, oh, that's a nice message. This is not a nice message. (laughs) This is a warning. This is the warning to Jeremiah saying, if they do not repent, I will bring down the families from the north, which are the Assyrians, the Babylonians, the Persians, all those ones, and they will sit at your gate and your walls. Do you remember how we've talked about this before? Now, part of the Lord's message is, A warning. A warning. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And Jeremiah is to go give this warning. Ooh. Yep. Okay. Now what's other purpose in the message? Now you're going to read more. Put them in your notes. Okay. So let's go to chapter 2, verse 13.
1: Okay. For my people have committed two evils. So he's saying like, they have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. So not only do they reject the savior and reject the living water, but they have no reserves and no ability to have reserves because they've literally broken every ability to even have any res- reserves for that living water.
0: Do you remember when we had cistern? Like we had, a, we had an yeah. acreage where we had a cistern <laughs> and it's just what it is is you, we would truck water in We would have water brought in, they would dump 2,000 gallons of water into this cistern that would hold our water and that's what we would, we didn't have a well, we would wash clothes and we'd use it. There's a problem. If your boys decide to water the flowers and leave the hose on, what happens?
1: Mm, The pump It it goes dry
0: (laughs) and then the pump Burns out. Yeah,
1: that happened a couple times. It happened.
0: There was lessons learned, but here's the spiritual lesson that that Jeremiah is going to share is like you have you're you've forsaken the living water, and then you're trying to collect worldly water with broken cisterns. Like you're broken, and there's holes all over. There's holes in your boat. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's like Jack Sparrow on Pirates of the Caribbean when he's like, stop shooting holes in my ship. Okay? Like it's the water is running ever mm-hmm. everywhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That, and that was the message to Israel. Okay? Yes. Jeremiah 3, 12 to 14. So good. Did I read or do you read? You read. Okay. Go and proclaim these words and towards the north and say, Return, thou backsliding Israel, saith the Lord, and I will not cause my anger to fall upon you. For I am merciful, saith the Lord, and I will not keep anger forever. Only acknowledge thine thine iniquities, and thou thou hast transgressed against the Lord thy God, and hast scattered thy ways to the strangers, even even strangers under every green tree, and ye have not obeyed my voice, saith the Lord. Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of the, of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. This is amazing. Highlight it. Make it shine. Make it glow. Because the Lord is saying this. He's saying the message is repent, repent, and I will gather thee. Don't don't forget. I we're married. Like we've made covenants. You and I have made covenants, and I won't forget you. You backsliding Israel. And, but I will come and I will find you. I will find in that last part where he says like, um, two of a family, one of a city and two of a family, and I'm going to bring you to Zion. That's the message. And people go, (gasps) oh. And so when he finds one of a city and two of a family, they get down here to the call and then they start on this path. Now in all of this, have you noticed that there could be backsliding? You think of this like a call comes, there's a question, the Lord says mentors, and then they're like, nope, I'm out like like Jonah remember we're gonna talk about him later um, but there's there's these moments like like Layman and Lemuel were like no nope, no 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 can do mm-hmm. okay
1: because the call is always a choice right there's two paths that go to the call the call is to say yes or to not s- say no And each step you can like jump ship you can like no I'm not doing it's too much right I don't want to do that
0: it's always a choice do you feel this like isn't this good (laughs) this is good stuff
1: so I put um, how is agency applied to the call that's one of the questions good question so write that down Um, so
0: as you move from mentorship to purpose and message and that is shared there generally comes some adversity I mean when the Lord tells you to share his message there's lots of people that do not agree raise your hand if you agree with people who don't With uh, people disagree Raise your hand. Okay, got it? Let's go to the adversity part.
1: Mm -hmm. So 115? You know, being
0: a prophet in Jeremiah's time wasn't good odds. Like, they usually got stoned. And I don't mean with, you know, in our terminology, in our ways. They literally would die. Like, they would get, that's not good. The retention wasn't high for prophets.
1: No. 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 So he's like, I'm going to accept a call. I'll do it, but I'm young and I'm going to die. Like what but what a great example for us too. Like these guys sacrificed so much.
0: Yeah, and here we have to just read about them. <laughs> Buckle up. We're not All really right. worried about Let's go that. Jeremiah 14:19 through 24. This is one that is, you know, not in there, but I found it when I in my personal study and I loved it, okay? okay. So we are Jeremiah 14:19 through 24. Go ahead. Not there yet, 18. Is that right? Fourteen, Jeremiah fourteen. That is not right.
1: Uh oh. Okay,
0: okay, guys. I found it for real. I changed <laughs> it. It is Jeremiah four nineteen. But
1: it was close. I was
0: close. I was mm-hmm. only ten chapters away. Jeremiah four nineteen. Here's what he says: My bowels, my bowels, like it hurts. I'm, I am pained at the very heart. My heart makes a noise in me; I cannot hold my peace, because thou hast heard, O my soul, the sound of the trumpet, the alarm of war. Destruction upon destruction is cried, for the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tents spoiled, and my curtain is in a moment. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the trumpet? For my people is foolish; they have not known me, and they are sottish children, and they have not, not, and they have none understanding. They are wise to do evil, but to do good they have no knowledge. And Jeremiah runs up against adversity. He's like, hold on, like this isn't, this isn't like I thought it would be. This is hard, like that refinement and adversity comes. Have you noticed that? In a disciple's call, when the refinement comes and the adversity comes and, and that comes, it's not a comfortable situation to be in, no. right? No. Think of Elijah when he was running away from and with the priests, like running away and he was hiding in the mountain and he was hiding in the holes of the rock and he's like, oh my goodness, like what have I done? Think
1: like of, that, the, well, the growth that comes with the resistance. Yeah. Right. Like there's like that stretching, that growing, that expansion can be painful. Right. Even if the things that you've gone, think about the things that you've gone through, the hard things that you've gone through. And when you choose Christ and like, you know, get through it, like the growth that comes, but like you look back and you're like, wow, that was, that was hard. You mm. know,
0: now do you understand like the pattern now? It's coming, it's just, here it is, adversity. And then the Lord says, I'll gather, I will gather. This is one of my favorite scriptures. So this
1: is the the transformation, right? This is getting through the adversity and transforming and um, bringing in the savior, the atonement, that power, right? Those covenants, like all the things, accessing all of those things so we can transform through the adversity.
0: And then comes the gathering parts. Jeremiah sixteen sixteen. So good. Are you almost there?
1: Um, no. This is the thing 16, about digital what?
0: scriptures. Jeremiah sixteen 16.
1: 16. Yes, I'm Guys, there now. Guys, this is... Oh, can yes. Can you make
0: this shine, glow, like jump out of your scripture somehow? I don't know. Shout it from the housetops. This is so fun.
1: Behold, I will send for many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. And after a while I send for many hunters, and they shall hunt. Than from every mountain, from every hill, and out of every holes of the rock.
0: And I know you out think... Of the, holes of the rock. I shared this one as my favorite because I love fishing and hunting. Which is true. <laughs> but...
1: What do you love more?
0: I love missionary work. I love it. And the Lord, in this whole pattern, the Lord's saying, here's a call, I'll mentor, here's my purpose, there's a little adversity. Go do it. Like, go share it with other people. Bring them in. Gather. Bring them together. And you'll notice this. He says... <clears throat> They shall fish, I shall send for many fishers. I want you to just write in your notes. <clears throat> there is a difference between going fishing and being a fisherman. My dad was a fisherman, I went fishing. Meaning this, he would know like water temperature and lo- like colors and depth and movement. He knew all of it. He would catch 10 fish to my one. Mm-hmm. It, he was a fisherman. And the Lord sends for many hunters, hunters. There's a difference between going hunting and being a hunter. I am a hunter.
1: So here's the point. This creates the fisherman. Yes. Because that's the refinement. It's the experience. Yes. Right? Like the depth of understanding that your dad had as a fisherman, you can't skip any steps.
0: So I go, I, I don't just go hunting. I am, I, I am a hunter. There's, there's temperatures and movements and water, like everything that happens that I could go on forever about. But in missionary work, it's the same thing in the gathering. The Lord isn't just sending you out to be like, all right, go tell everyone, go go fishing, become a fisherman. He doesn't say go hunting. We don't hunt anybody. Okay, we don't, we don't hunt anyone in, in missionary work, but we are hunters. What does that mean? We look for clues and signs and situations and places and certain things. We, we know what we are looking for.
1: And there, there's that refinement of that skill. And I think it also has to do with a lot of having the spirit with you. Oh. Right? That the spirit is going to be the refiner. And the Lord is going to put the words into our mouth like he said. So really, we just have to refine our skills and be the best instruments we can be. So we can be those hunters and fishers. So fishers. let's look at
0: missionaries right now. Missionaries, okay? I got two preparing in my house. They got a call and then there's some question. Are you sure you want me to go there and speak that language? What do you want me to do? Are you sure? It's a long ways away. It's in England and I have to speak Hmong and I don't know what, how to, why to even how to do that. And all of a sudden... The Not Lord, in England. The Lord yeah. mentors... And the Lord says, Okay, I'm there. And He's been mentoring our boys. And then they understand the purpose and the message. Come follow me and, and uh, preach my gospel. And then they're going to run into some serious they're gonna adversity. Get this, there too. this is coming. This is coming, elders and sisters. It's coming. And, but don't worry, because the Lord is, is, is helping you to become a fisher of men, like a fisherman and a hunter. And then you will help people and you mm-hmm. will return. Yeah. There will be a return of two things, you and the people that you go share the message with. Oh, it's amazing. You guys, you love this lesson, because <laughs> I do. I really am like looking at this been being like, so good. Hey, okay, <laughs> let's go to Jeremiah 23, 2 through 4.
1: Okay, I got it. Therefore thus saith the Lord God of Israel against the pastors that feed my people. You have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon the evils of your doing, saith the Lord. And I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all countries, whether I have driven them, and will bring them again to their folds, and they shall be fruitful and increase, and I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. There's so much hope in this, so much hope. I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more. So who are the shepherds? Right? So it's talking about even if you click on that, it says the bishop. Right? The bishop is part of the shepherds, the apostles, the prophet. There'll be people that will help shepherd us and will be able to help shepherd others and shepherd them to Christ.
0: In all of this, the Lord gathers in his people and invites them to return. And when they return, they get another call. <laughs> And then the transformation begins again. And then it comes again and we get the call. You'll notice that our mentor, now let's just look at this in the world. Like I'll give, you, I'll give you a worldly perspective in a way when it comes to like movies, okay? So like in every movie that you see, you'll have someone going on a journey, like a hobbit going on a journey. It's time for a wonderful adventure, right? And then Gandalf will show up to mentor them and help them. Um, in Harry Potter, it was Dumbledore. Okay, and um, in Star Wars, Luke had um, you know Yoda and Obi Wan, and in everything, Maverick, Iceman, um, like all of these things show up all the time in those things, and, and we we are part of them. We go, oh my goodness, I love it. What does the Lord do for us? He provides a mentor, and we just watch them this weekend, and they're like Jeremiah, and but he goes by the name of Russell M. Nelson.
1: Mm-hmm. So when I was a young mother, I was um, visiting teaching at the time this lady and Sister Gardner was her name and she was sharing her experience of her conversion and she loved the Bible. She read the Bible all her life. And, um, but she always noticed that there were no prophets. Like, like there's prophets here, 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 here. Like the pattern is clear in the Bible. Where are the prophets? Like this was the missing link for her. So when the missionaries came and found her and knocked on her door and, and came in and she the first question she asked them was like, do you have prophets in your church? And they're like, yes, we do. And she's like, I found it. She's like, I found the church. And so she joined the church because of that. And it made me think of the powerful pattern of the prophets. Like you can't skip that step. Like where are the prophets? The prophet's here. His name is Russell M. Nelson. And he is a part of this like, He is an instrument and he is helping with the Lord's work in so many powerful ways. So I want to read you something. And he was talking about covenant. So this is his newest talk that he gave in general conference last weekend. And he was talking about overcoming the world. A part of the journey that we're on is to overcome the world with each adversity. Like As we go to the call and we go through this, we shed different layers, different layers that um, bind us. Or, you know, keep us back from our potential as we are transformed through Jesus Christ, right? But he was talking about the power of covenants. So he's, okay, hold on, let me get to it. Um, here we go. Dear brothers and sisters, I grieve for those who leave the church because they feel membership requires too much of them on this disciple's journey. They have not yet discovered that making and keeping covenants actually makes life easier each person who makes covenants in baptismal fonts and in temples and keeps them has increased access to the power of Jesus Christ. Please ponder that stunning truth. The reward for keeping covenants with God is heavenly power. So when we get through this, heavenly power throughout this whole journey.
0: The whole thing from the call all the way.
1: Yes, but I, you really, really need it through the hardest times, right? Power that strengthen us to withstand our t- trials, temptations, and heartaches better. This power eases our way. Those who live the higher laws of Jesus Christ have access to his higher power. Thus covenant keepers are entitled to a special kind of rest that comes to them through their covenant covenantal relationship with God, the power of covenant. So I have this quote. I mean, this question, how do covenants help you on your journey? Have you received these covenants? Have you, have you made these covenants? Are you Have you made them and are you keeping them with the Lord? And how can that help you on your journey? And then the question three is, what has the Lord personally asked you to do in the gathering? What has he asked you to do? We were talking about patriarchal blessings earlier. Mm-hmm. What has the Lord asked you personally If you're not sure, go back to your patriarchal blessing. If you haven't received one, get a patriarchal blessing. There's so many answers in there for you. Ask for a blessing. You want to know what you're like, have this deeper understanding of why you're here. That can open up that heart call that every soul has as we chose the Savior and came to this earth. It's there. So you'll be able to find it. But just really getting clear in your, what your heart call is as you go through your journey, your disciples journey and continue going through it.
0: I remember um, being 15 years old and getting my patriarchal blessing and there was a part in there that was so confusing to me. And it talked about how, and I talked to Chelsea when we were young, I was like, this stresses me out. <laughs> and um, there's a part in there that talks about me being able to share the gospel throughout the world by means of inventions of communication And I was like, I don't even know what that means. Like, I have no idea what that means. As a 15-year-old, there was no YouTube. There was no creation of any social media of any kind. I didn't know what that meant. And I, I sat on that for years and years and studied it and felt it. And even when we started this channel, I did not know. I was just doing the next step of this part and I want you to know that in the disciples' journey, we all go through it. I'm going, I'm going through it. You're going through it. But would you, would you repent from the backsliding part and step up? You'll notice I put steps. Step up into that and really the Lord will bless us on this journey.
1: Um, part of the, the refinement as we go through the disciples' journey is choosing Christ right and steve and i were um out in nature yesterday walking and we're both saying like what an amazing year it's been it's been such an amazing year but guess what it has been also the hardest year we've ever been through five deaths in our family like i don't know what's harder than that i mean i'm sure there's other things um but i feel like i have been transformed i don't i do not feel like the same person that came into this year as the one that will be leaving this year. And I know that that's been through this power, this, this godly power, this, um, the power from the Savior, the Atonement, just being able to mm-hmm. get that help through the really, really hard times. So when you continually make and keep covenants with the Lord, You are blessed with this power so you can go through these hard things that we have to go through on our journey um, and be able to conquer, conquer these things, but also feel joy in the journey, right? Like we can feel the joy. I felt joy throughout this hard, this hard year. And it was such a revelation that when you continually choose the savior and choose the gospel and choose to make and keep your sacred covenants, man, life is so rich, it's so full, it's so wonderful amongst the hard things that come. you just love her. <laughs> I just love it. Thanks.
0: Um, guys, as you read the book of Jeremiah, look for this. Write it in your notes. Share with us in the comments what you noticed, what you thought, what you felt. Share these videos, subscribe, give it a thumbs up. We just always like appreciate it. those things. Thank you for being part of our community. We do love you very deeply. Um, the word of the week this week is Journey. And I don't mean the song, like the group, the band, like Journey. <laughs> Although, good. Don't stop believing. Um, I want you to leave that in the comment section down below. And share that with us. Share your comments, your thoughts, the word of the week. And we'll see you next week on Come Follow Me.
1: Love you guys. Love
0: you, bye.